Would you pray with me? Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, who in your self-emptying love gathered up and reconciled all creation to the Father. Innumerable galaxies of the heavens worship you. Creatures that grace the earth rejoice in you. All those in the deepest seas bow to you in adoration. As with them we give you praise. Grant that we may cherish the earth, our home, and live in harmony with this good creation. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Amen. Today, December 20th, we read together the 20th chapter of the Gospel of Luke, and hear now our focus passage, verses 20 to 26. So they watched him and sent spies who pretended to be honest in order to trap him by what he said, so as to hand him over to the jurisdiction and authority of the governor. So they asked him, Teacher, we know that you are right in what you say and teach, and you show difference to no one, but teach the way of God in accordance with with the truth. Is it lawful for us to pay taxes to the emperor or not? But he perceived their craftiness and said to them, Show me a denarius, whose head is on and whose title does it bear. They said, The emperor's. He said to them, Then give to the emperor the things that are the emperor's, and to God the things that are God's. And they were not able in the presence of the people to trap him by what he said. And being amazed by his answer, they became silent. Have you ever been asked a loaded question? They're usually simple, and on the surface seem innocent enough. But like an iceberg, there's much more beneath the surface. It's meant to trip you up and get you in trouble. It requires a careful answer. To call someone on asking a loaded question gives them the ability to hide behind the sheer innocence of it, claiming that that's not their motive at all. To answer too casually, though, invites falling into their trap. So a carefully balanced response is needed. That's what's happening here. Jesus is being asked about paying taxes by people whose aim it is to trip him up. Now, in certain crowds, paying taxes meant acknowledging the authority of Caesar. So one answer Jesus could give is to say not to pay them. This, of course, would thrill some faithful listeners, but it would run Jesus afoul of the Roman authorities. He could, of course, say to pay them and thus keep himself in good standing with the regional powers, but he'd make himself a target of certain people that listen to him a lot. It's a sticky situation to be sure. I think what's going on here is this. Jesus has become a problem for the Jewish leaders of the day, one they don't want to deal with. Now, he's not a blip on the Romans' radar at all. So I think what they're doing is they are asking him this question and hoping that he'll say not to pay taxes and that he'll be seen as stirring foment among the people 
And the Romans, in their not-so-subtle way, will step in and take care of this, ending this growing Jesus problem. The only thing is, Jesus sees what's going on and gives them an answer that astounds them. He asks to be shown a coin, and when he, and when he is, he asks whose image and name is on it. They respond, Caesar's. So he tells them to give to Caesar what is his and give to God what is God's. What he's doing is expanding their view well beyond their simple deceptive question. Of course, in all likelihood, Caesar owns the mines where this metal came from and the various resources to have it struck with his image and name on it when he so orders it to be struck. So, in one sense, it is his. The only thing is that beyond the mines and the resources to strike such a coin, there's a whole other level. Caesar may own the metals. It is God who made the very atoms and holds them in such a balance that they can in fact form the metals to begin with. We tend to see only on one level. Whose is this and whose is that? Beyond our own overly simplistic understanding of the universe and the way it works, is a whole other level that we often only get a peek at. Elsewhere in scripture, Job and his friends are complaining to God about the way the world works according to their view. God responds. He does so to pull back the view, to zoom way out and reframe their perspective on reality. Were you there when I laid the foundations of the earth? Were you there when I hung the stars in the sky or formed the boundaries of the oceans, asked God? Of course Job wasn't. Neither were we. In a similar way, as God responds to Job, Jesus responds to these deceptive inquisitors today by pulling back the frame to show them more than their view normally allows. Today I pray that your own view of life has expanded. Maybe it won't be to the atomic level or to the reaches of the galaxy, but just a little bit. I pray that you see a little bit differently, that you hope just a little bit wider, and that you dream just a little bit farther into the vastness of the kingdom of God that continues to break into your life. Amen.